topics that concern your life, your community, and your safety. This is 5-0 Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. Here's what you need to know. Hello and welcome once again to the Phoenix 5-0 Info Show. I'm your host, Lieutenant Vince Lewis of the Phoenix Police Public Affairs Bureau. And as always, we're coming to you from Phoenix Police Headquarters, beautiful downtown. I'm joined today by Byla Marovich from our Communications Bureau. Hi. Hi. Thanks for being here. Thank you very much. And your official title is Shift Manager? Okay, uh, so you're with our uh, 911 telecommunicators, dispatchers, operators, call takers, that sort of thing, yep, correct? Yeah, our communication center for the Phoenix Police Department. Okay, are you out of Elwood or? Uh, well, I mainly work out of Elwood, but we do go back and forth between 620 and Elwood. We have we have a smaller operation here at 620 um, down in the basement, and then we have our major operation out of the Elwood location. Okay, so uh, Tell us a little bit about your uh, background and experience. How long have you been with uh, the department? Well, I've been um, with the communication center and the department. I started with the de- with department in communications. I've never ventured out to anything else because I absolutely love it. But I've been uh, with the communications 28 years. Uh, December will be 29. So um, started as a call taker, 911 call taker, cross-trained over into dispatch. Um, and then kind of from there, I ventured out into hiring and training and um, supervising. And now I find myself as a shift manager for uh, the first shift operations. Um, Been doing that, I think, for about nine years. And, you know, it's just a really good opportunity, and I absolutely love what I do. So you've seen some stuff. You've heard some stuff. Just a few things, yeah. Yeah. What do you think was the biggest uh, change in your world uh, since starting? Well, you know, I think there's just oh, incrementally, um, oh, obviously we always go back to COVID and just how hard things were Um, during that time. We were essential. We didn't work from home. So we, you know, had to kind of acclimate and work in an environment that, you know, kept us all very close together, which was not the best, you know, and and the stress of all of that. Um, But, you know, just throughout the years, um, policing has changed. Our goals have changed. You know, we've always been goal-oriented to serve the public and serve the officers. Um, But we have to do that in a little bit different manner, just depending on has technology changed, more technology comes on, it should make our job easier. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, So, you know, we've just seen a lot of change in 28 years. Yeah. So um, annually calls, they're in the millions that come into 911 and those are just calls that that you know the, wherever they end up going whether it be us or fire or somewhere else there is a ton of those but really only a portion of those actually get sent to somebody out in the field who's going to go take care of that knock on a door or make a phone call or or handle that call but there's a bunch of those calls that come in that kind of get separated out right what are we looking for on, on calls that get sent to somebody for response versus something else Right. So yes, we are. We actually answer the 911 calls and the non-emergency line, the 262-6151 number. So between those two calls, we're over 2 million calls answered every year. And we dispatch into a call for service for about 30% of those. So that number, without having to do the math off the top of my head, there's a lot of calls that are coming into our call center 
that our operators are having to work through, decide whether an officer needs to be dispatched. Was there a crime committed? Is there a potential for violence? You know, is there a reason for them to go out there? Um, and if there there's not, what? How can we help that caller? You know, are we referring them off to? saying, hey, this is a civil matter and you need to contact either, you know, maybe a, a group that's going to help you through this, work through it like a landlord-tenant dispute or something to that effect. You know, is it, no, you need to contact a lawyer because this is not a police matter, it's a civil matter. Um, one of the most recent within the last five years or so, four years, um, we started really making a, a an effort to identify mental health callers. And so we work through a series of questions, and we're asking some very pointed questions about mental health, substance abuse. If we're finding that there's um, no reason for an officer to go, you know, there's no um, imminent danger, but that this person may need some help either mentally or socially, like a social welfare issue, we will refer them to uh, our local crisis hotline. And so that some of those calls that we're diverting away are those. And that is one of the best things that we can do because we know that officers aren't necessarily equipped, not all of them, to go out and deal with mental health, uh, people that are dealing with some mental health concerns, um, even social concerns. You know, they're they're homeless. They need some resources. Officers don't. That's not necessarily what they do best. So we're able to get our callers to uh, people who are trained and equipped and want to take care of those types of situations. So that's part of you know part of that seventy percent that we're able to send them to a different resource and help get them the most appropriate help. That's amazing. So we're going to talk a little bit about crisis intervention here in a bit, but I'm talking with Mila Marovich from our communications bureau about uh, crisis intervention, call diversion, and so forth. So on, in the realm of call diversion, uh, I just learned from one of our assistant chiefs, OV work is up by 17%, but I think that has a lot to do with calls that are being diverted away from the patrol officers, giving them just a little bit more time to do some proactive work out on the street. But he's crediting the communications bureau and the operators in the program that you're involved in to that. So, and just some numbers here from fall of 2020. Uh, I'm sorry, back in fall of 2020, we partnered with ASU to look at the calls for service to try to figure out if there were some areas to divert or reduce some of those calls for service. Um, and so the numbers that I have from October 2022 through May of 2023, we had 1.2 million, over 1.2 million calls for service that came in. Roughly 400,000 of those calls were diverted or uh, only, I'm sorry, were dispatched. So about 400,000 of those 1.2 million calls actually went to somebody who responded. So uh, like you were saying, about 68% of that, uh, by that math, is those calls were filtered by communication. So specifically, just kind of go over again, what calls were we looking to remove from the police officers, the sworn personnel and, and so forth and who do they go to well you know that's a that's a mixed bag right there because you we do have people who will call 911 and our non-emergency number uh, those numbers sound specific to 911 but um, you know for things that they're they're in crisis themselves and they just don't know 911 is the emergency number but they don't differentiate well I'm having a a plumbing emergency, I'm having a mental health emergency, or I'm having a true police emergency or a medical emergency. Um, so some of those, you know, are coming in as just things that we we would not 
deal with it all. Honestly, I have had calls of people with pipes that are burst and water's running all over the place and they call 911. Sorry, you're going to have to call a plumber on that. But you've also got people who are calling because they um, are in true crisis, mental health crisis, and they don't know who else to turn to. So we're receiving some of those calls and again, working through them in a series of questions. We're asking about weapons. We're asking about potential for violence. We're asking if crimes have been committed, but we're all also asking if there's a mental health concern, if there's a substance and drug abuse concern, is there a suicide concern? Um, and if there are those mental health concerns, but there's no violence going on and there's no weapons that are presented, we can send them over to our partners, the, the mental health crisis hotlines. So that's, that's partly what we're seeing um, um, along with some other things. But you know, that's probably the one of the most important things. And, and speaking of those partners, what I, I learned was that 4,500 calls were diverted to Solari, and they are one of our mental health partners? Yes, they are. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, about 200 of them went to Phoenix Fire Department's Behavioral Health Unit. Yeah, that's a new program, too. It's about a year old right now, and they're doing some really good things. So challenging for us, we had been working with Solari for a while um, and, and diverting a lot of calls over to them, and now we have a new resource that's been introduced to us. Uh, they're almost a roaming third branch, unarmed third branch of first responder. They're out there, boots on the ground, ready to roll over to someone who again, has one of those social welfare or mental health issues. The difference between Solari and behavioral uh, RBHU units are that Solari wants um, and will, will interact with people who are known, um, the person calling for their friend, the person calling for their family member. The behavioral health units will roll up on things that are unknown. The person that's sitting on the side of the street, maybe talking to themselves, look like they need some help, but we, we don't know what that kind of help they need. They'll actually roll up on them and, you know, kind of assess and see what's going on. Um, so they're, they're doing some really good work out there. And it was really cool to get a new resource that can go out and help um, another another part of the community that maybe wasn't getting the help before. Yeah, that's awesome. And then speaking of great work, of course, Miley, you were recently recognized by the International Crisis Intervention Team. Uh, the The award is the CIT Telecommunication Specialist Award. I'm going to read a little bit about what that means. This award recognizes a dispatcher, call taker, or crisis specialist who demonstrates continuous use of exemplary CIT knowledge and skills. Some examples of this may include successful use of telephone de-escalation skills, knowledge and referral to community resources, regular and continuous contact with the mental health community, following up after CIT calls and or showing compassion to people with mental illness. It, this is an incredible program uh, that I myself was involved in back in 2003 as an instructor. And at the time, I had no idea what was to come for me personally. The, as I grew and matured and, um, you know, gained years in the department and started to see more uh, with my own family, just how much behavioral health and mental health, it, it was real and prevalent. And, and that it really built on that compassion. And that's kind of where I, I discovered just how interested in my passion for the own program. Where do you get your passion for this program from? I um, relate to you 
a hundred percent. You know, I was asked to attend a meeting in 2019 to try to figure out some mental health stuff. And I, I went into it not really knowing what the department was looking for. And the department was looking to increase their uh, awareness and their response to mental health. And um, so through a lot of meetings and discussion about how we could best um, achieve that, we started looking at, well, Solari has a really vibrant call center. And it, it wasn't any different than what we were already doing when somebody would call in about um, a, a medical or a fire issue. Now we have, okay, now you've got a mental health issue. You've got a, a call center who's very well equipped to take care of it. So just through trial and error and learning, I attend, I, I got to attend the, CI, the 40-hour CIT training. That was huge right there. That opened up the why. Why are we doing this? Well, we're keeping the caller more, we're keeping the caller safer, we're keeping the officer safer when we can divert the mental health caller to the most appropriate help. Um, when that caller gets, or the person that's um, dealing with the mental health gets the, the most appropriate help, they stay out of the judicial system more often. Um, once they enter that, it's kind of a dark hole that they enter into. So getting them the most appropriate help long-term is best for them. So the why, when I understood the why, Oh, my passion just grew for it because it's like, this is the best thing. Why would we not try to do this? Absolutely. And I would be remiss to say that, um, yes, I, I was helping with the program, getting it started, but the 200 plus operators that are taking those calls every day, if they wouldn't have heard the, caught the passion of it, it wouldn't have been successful because they're the ones taking those calls and diverting those calls. So they're the they're really the heroes in all of this. Excellent. So we're getting people connected to care through communications first before we send an officer out there. So thank you, Milo Maravich, for joining us today. We appreciate that, and congratulations on the award. And uh, for those of you listening, thank you. I want to thank thank you for your time. Thank my uh, producer Pablo. Uh, as always, you can help fight crime in your community. Potentially earn a cash reward and remain completely anonymous by sending tips to Silent Witness. Visit silentwitness.org and call 480-WITNESS. Visit us at phoenix.gov slash police. Follow us on all social media platforms. And until next time, remember, we're all in this together. And be safe out there. You've been listening to 50 Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. For more about Silent Witness, go to silentwitness.org. That's silentwitness.org. Or call 480-WITNESS. That's 480-948-6377.